Each morning I get and uh, an email devotional that comes from the Society of St. John the Evangelist. They're a group of Episcopal and Anglican monks that live in Massachusetts, and I'm not exactly sure how I got on their mailing list, but most days it's pretty good. This week, one of the devotional, devotional thoughts they shared was this. It was on blessing. Look around right now. Notice divine love in the ordinary stuff, in words and actions, your very breath and the stars above. God is with us and within us. God is still saving, refreshing, and blessing us here. Instead of complaining, give thanks for all heavenly food on the hard road that leads to life. They say God is with us and within us. God is still working. Stop complaining and give thanks. Those were good words for me this week, and I don't think it was because I was complaining, though I probably was at some point, but because I do long to see evidence, I do long to be affirmed in the belief that God is with us and still working. God's story, I do not believe, is over. There is more to come. In fact, there's probably so much more that all the stories of what God was doing and would be doing and how God might work could not be contained in all the books of the world. I think I've heard that somewhere. Today is Trinity Sunday, and in worship we do seek to nod, if not look to, the vast power, wonder, yet closeness of our God. God's power is something beyond what the disciples in our scripture reading could comprehend. They couldn't grasp it. Nor could they grasp the fullness of what God would do, which I do believe is why John at the end of his gospel wrote, there are many things, other things that Jesus did. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. But I think John's also saying the story is not over The road goes on, and we are participants in the power of God and in the ongoing story of God's people for all time. Consider that as we look to the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine, and will declare to you, all that the Father has is mine, and for this reason I said, that he will take what is mine, and declare it to you. This is the gospel of our Lord, for which we all say, thanks be to God. I think there's a fair way in reading the scripture and thinking Jesus left things undone for his disciples a little bit. He does tell them there's more to come. There's more coming, but the what, the where, the when, and the how of all that, none of it is answered. I do think in looking back across 2,000 years of history, we see 
The answer is, well, maybe it's partly this. That the work of God in the world keeps going. That there's so much more that Jesus had to say. Because the disciples didn't know that the Holy Spirit was coming. But today we celebrate that our God is alive and at work. And we seek to know that God. Three in one, one in three on Trinity Sunday. The Holy Spirit is here. We believe that the power of God is with us here because, well, of two ways that we see evidence of that. The first is what Robert talked about when he read from Psalm 8. Just look around a little bit. I open with that quote from the Society of St. John the Evangelist that reminded us to look around and see the little blessings. Psalm 8 reminds us to look around and look at the big blessings. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, we see that our God is a creative God. A God who is revealed through the creation that is all around us. Whether it be cloud formations as a storm is rolling through, or the simple beauty of little flowers in bloom whether it be the vastness of the ocean, the grandeur of the mountains, or the starry sky on a clear night away from the lights of the city. When we look up, when we look down, when we look all around, we can see God at work. We can see God creating and sustaining a creation that declares His glory. That's one way we see God at work, but there is another. In our reading from John, Jesus told his disciples there was so much more to come. And I think Jesus is speaking about the coming power of the Holy Spirit, which was beyond their comprehension at the time. Remember, they didn't know Jesus was about to be crucified, and they had no idea that he was going to be resurrected. So the implications of the coming of the Holy Spirit are far beyond what they have, or what they can understand. So there is so much more to come for them. But when you and I believe in the full power of the triune God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, what we find is there's so much more to come because God is alive with us. When we look to Matthew 18, verse 20, one thing that we read that maybe I repeat too much, is where two or more are gathered. There I am among them. We believe that where two or more are gathered in Jesus' name, He is with us. So we believe that the power of God can be with us in many times, in many places, and in many spaces, don't we? There are, there are then, therefore countless interactions that we can have each and every day in which there is potential to experience the presence and power of God. Think about that for a second. Where two or more are gathered, my spirit is with them. Where two or more are gathered, my power is present. Where two or more are gathered, there is more to what God is doing, so much more that Jesus was unable to tell his disciples what all it would be. He couldn't tell them everything they needed to know. Because God's power was not finite and finished. It was alive and dynamic and still at work. And so sure, we see evidence when we look into the heavens. 
when we look around the creation, we see God at work, but also when we share life with one another, God's presence and God's power is there too. There's so much more that we have yet to discover about what God is doing. Jesus tells his disciples that there is so much more for you to know because not that there's not a sequel to be written. There's not another volume of the Bible to be written. Rather, God's people are becoming the living, breathing, real power of the body of Christ. We see, we, we, be, we are seeing in God's Word, and we are seeing that God's work is alive and well. And a lot of times that happens when we spend time with one another. There's so much you need to know, so much more you need to know, he says. So look to the heavens and share life. In doing so, you will find me through the power of the Holy Spirit that is descended to you, that is with you, that is upon you, and that is alive in you. This week I went back to a familiar sermon, one I needed to hear, one that was written by my friend Kyle Lake. He passed away in 2005. I've probably talked about him recently, but I, I did some good searching and I couldn't find where I had quoted him in a, in, a, in a sermon. So forgive me if I'm becoming that preacher who tells the same stories over and over and over again. You can read about Kyle and it give you an, it'll give you an insight into sort of what makes me me in a way. But I think you also get a glimpse, an insight into a way of seeing God at work in the world. In the last sermon he wrote, he wrote about the Jews in exile, and he was quoting from Jeremiah, who was telling those who were in Babylon, settle down, build houses, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Pray for the welfare of the city that you're in. Live there and embrace what is there, and then God will lead you back later on. Kyle brought the the sermon up to today, and in, in many ways he talked about seeking God's powerful presence in the heavens, just like we read in Psalm 8. And then he talked about words, uh, talked about things that, 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 that join us together, come together and see God's presence, sense God's presence with one another, sense the presence and power and of the Holy Spirit as you are gathered together. And so as we work towards a conclusion today, we do so hearing some of these words, the final words from the sermon he wrote, as he says, live and live well. Breathe. Breathe in and breathe deep. Be present. Do not be past. Do not be future. But be now. On a crystal clear, breezy 70 degree day, roll down the windows and feel the wind against your skin. Feel the warmth of the sun. If you run, then allow those first few breaths on a cold autumn morning to freeze your lungs. And don't be alarmed, rather be alive. Get knee deep in a novel and lose track of time. If you bike, pedal hard, and if you crash, well, crash well. Feel the satisfaction of a job well done, a paper well written, a project thoroughly completed, a play well performed. If you must wipe the snot from your child's nose, don't worry if the Kleenex doesn't catch it all, because soon they'll be wiping their own. 
And if you've experienced loss, then grieve. And grieve well. At the table with friends, laugh. If you're eating and laughing at the same time, well, you might as well laugh with all that you have. I edited that sentence. And if you eat, then smell. Aromas are not impediments to your day. Steak on the grill, coffee beans freshly ground, cookies in the oven. And taste. Taste every ounce of flavor. Taste every ounce of friendship. And taste every ounce of life because life is most definitely a gift. In John 16, Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them all now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will speak whatever He hears, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. How does this come to be? I think that it comes to be. I think that the so much more comes to be first because the heavens and the creation all around us declares the glory of the Lord. And I think, secondly, when we're paying attention and we're being generous with one another, Jesus says, where two or more gathered, I am with you also. Around the table, gathered in worship, sharing in Bible study, serving the world with one another, and in so many other ways. Where two or more are gathered, God's story is still being written. The power and presence of the Holy Spirit is with us. It is among us. It is all around us, and it is in us. God is still working. There is so much more for us to know, and for us to learn, and for us to discover. I pray today on Trinity Sunday that we will open our eyes to see God at work around us and in us and through us. And may we open our hearts to sense God's presence with us as well. Shall we pray together? Glorious, gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for your presence with us and we give you thanks that you are a God beyond all compare. A God who is three in one, one in three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Lord, we give you thanks that evidence of your presence and your power and your creation is still here with us and is alive and moving and dynamic and, and you are doing so much that, not, that, that, that none of it, that only some of it can be contained in the books that we read and the things that we write. For your work is beyond our comprehension at times. And for that, we give thanks. Gracious and loving God, we're gathered here with you. Help us to hear your voice, to follow your lead, and to respond as you lead us in this day as we seek to experience your work in our world. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, prayers that we offer in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, on this day. Amen.